welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey there, thanks for listening. I wanted to give you a little bit of an intro on what we're going to be talking about today on this bonus episode of the podcast. This is a little bit like being a fly on the wall in the Luminary League. So you'll get to listen in on the first half of our full moon workshop that we do every month together. So each month we join together and we talk about the full moon. We do a little meditation, we do some journaling, and then we dive into individual readings for all of the luminaries that are present at the workshop. Everything's on Zoom, so you'll get to see all the charts and everything that I'm looking at. Now, this is an excerpt or the first half hour of the workshop that we had for the full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn. The reason I wanted to pull the first half hour of this particular workshop out for you guys is because I really think that this particular eclipse was so potent and we're still feeling it. Now, most eclipses are still potent and felt and resonant for six months after they've occurred. So we're going to be living with the ending of this eclipse for a little while. This particular eclipse, the full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn from July 5th, it ended a series of eclipses that started in 2018. So it was an ending of a two-year cycle. And I really wanted to honor that. I think it was a really, really important moment for us collectively and for each of us individually. So I wanted to share that with you. So I hope you enjoy listening in to the workshop. And if you want to join us, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti and join as a luminary for $25 a month. You get access to the new moon bonus podcast. And I help you, I walk you through doing some journaling and some guided meditations to set your intention for the new moon. And each full moon, we do a workshop just like the one you're going to hear right now. This is the first half hour when I talk about all the astrology. The part that you won't hear is once we go into our meditation, our journaling, our reflecting, and then finally when we do those mini astrology readings at the end with the participants that are on live. So of course, none of that is included, but if you join us on Patreon, then you will get access to all that good stuff and so much more. So I hope to see you soon. I hope you enjoy the bonus podcast this week and I'll talk to you next week. So this is our full moon lunar eclipse in Capricorn. So to just review what that means, when a full moon happens, when there is the sun on one side of the horoscope or the zodiac and the moon's on the exact opposite side. So when they are on opposite sides of this ecliptic that we use, then the sun is illuminating the whole of one side of the moon. And that's the full moon because the moon doesn't create its own light. It reflects the light of the sun. So whenever we have an eclipse, it means that 
there is some blockage, right? So that means that the earth, the moon, and the sun are all lined up in a way that some of that light is blocked. And therefore, whenever we're talking about eclipses, we're talking about being in the shadow. And that's why when the we call the sun and the moon luminaries, which is why I call this group the Luminary League, and the sun and the moon, there are luminaries. And so when they're not shedding light or functioning the way they normally do, there's something a little bit off about that. And that's the eclipse. And so in some cultures, they believe that eclipses are really bad luck. When we had the total eclipse, I think that was in 2017 here in New York, um, when we had the total eclipse, that was a solar eclipse. So that was a new moon. So basically the moon and the sun were together and the moon went across the sun's surface. And that's why the moon locked out the sun. And then for a few minutes here in New York and lots of North America, it was dark on the street. So when we have eclipses, there's like a feeling in a lot of older cultures, ancient cultures, um, and even today, like in a lot of yoga traditions, they say, oh, there's an eclipse. Don't go outside. Don't look at it. Stay inside. Meditate, chant, pray. Don't look at it. (laughs) Like they think it's really something evil. And in astrology, we don't really look at it that way. In astrology, we look at it like it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to look at the shadow side of things. It's an opportunity to look at the stuff that we don't normally like to look at because the light is, because we're playing in the shadows. We're not seeing the moon fully illuminated. Now, of course, because we didn't have we couldn't see the eclipse here in North America. So last night, it just looked like a beautiful full moon, at least for me in New York. But somewhere in the world, the light of the moon was being, and I don't think it's in Hong Kong, but in parts of Asia, it was the light was obscured and it was a partial eclipse. So we have to just take into consideration that when we're working with the shadows, we're not seeing everything. And so that's one of the reasons that we look to eclipses to really catapult our growth forward. We look to eclipses to really show us some of those shadows, show us some of the things we haven't been seeing, but we don't necessarily do manifestation work or rituals or set intentions because the sun and the moon, they're not operating the way they normally would. What is really interesting is that all of these eclipses we've had this summer have had a lot of planets in the 12th house and the 12th house is the things that we cannot see. And we've also had a lot of retrograde. So even more so, we're not seeing things clearly. When planets are retrograde, we're generally not seeing them operate clearly. Um, When things are in the 12th house, we're generally not seeing all the information we need to see. So I've been saying all summer, you're not getting all the information yet. So you don't necessarily want to launch your big plan just yet. Now you might have had opportunities come to you. You might have had some things that you've been working on for a really long time come to fruition or come to an ending. And that's natural. We often see with eclipses that the work we've put in over a period of time comes to some conclusion or some sort of change that we were already working on gets catapulted forward because there's something about eclipse season that feels like a pressure cooker for change. It heats things up really quickly. So you know when you put food in the pressure cooker, it heats it and cooks it a lot faster than when you put it in the oven, right? So there's something about this time of year, and we have it twice a year, where things sort of get pushed forward. So 
interestingly enough, this particular eclipse that we're having today, this eclipse is the last in a series of eclipses that started in July, 2018. So you can kind of think back to like, what was I doing in July, 2018, or look back in your Google calendar, like I did this weekend and see like, what was going on? Like, what were you working on? What were you concerned with? What was happening in your life? And what's happened since then. I noticed that a lot of the things that I was concerned with in July 2018, I'm kind of revisiting now. So it's really interesting how we have these cycles in our life that align with the eclipses. So we've been working on stuff since 2018 on this Cancer Capricorn axis. And this is that that final, you know, closing the book on that particular cycle. But interestingly enough, you know, astrology like life is not black and white. When one thing ends, another begins. It doesn't go like that. It's more like they overlap. It's more like they're cycles and they're layering and they're creating a weave. So it's more of a weave than it is like chapters in a book. So with that said, we had the first eclipse of this season happened on the Gemini Sagittarius axis. And so that's the opening of this new series that will be with us for another two years. And then the last two were Cancer and Capricorn, and that's the closing of that previous cycle. So we had a little bit of starting. Remember June 5th, we had so much going on, especially here in the States. We had, we were opening up. June was like, yeah, we're opening up. Just wear your mask. It'll be fine. Go to restaurants. Like, <laughs> make it, we're having fun again. <laughs> June was like, June was like, yeah, we're all ready to get out there. And we were ready to get out there and the protests were happening. And we had this huge eye-opening awakening for like all of America in terms of race relations. So we had this beginning of something really major with that first eclipse, June 5th. And then we kind of have this ending, this releasing with the past two. So now we're sitting with this point of release, the full moon in Capricorn. And full moons are generally the initiation of a period of release. So this begins the second half of the moon cycle where the moon starts to wane. It gets a little bit smaller each night. And as it gets a little bit smaller each night, we start to look at what we can release, at what's not serving us. We express our gratitude for what we do have, and we let go of what we don't need anymore. And so the full moon itself is usually that time of feeling really abundant and really full. The light is full. The moon is full. We have everything we need. And from that place of feeling full, we can release something to make space for something new. This particular one is sort of like a release of that old stuff, but also a welcoming in of this new cycle, because this is the last of this Cancer Capricorn stuff that we've been working with. And it really initiates the second half of the year, where we will continue to have some big astrology in the sign of Capricorn. And then 2021, it's really going to be the year of Aquarius and the air signs. We're going to be really, the end of this year is going to be a release of a lot of Capricorn stuff. So this is kind of initiating that second half of the year. We're like, whatever Capricorn issues you have, this is the time to let them go. This is the time to let, like to work through them. Now Capricorn represents the father. 
Capricorn represents the patriarchy. Capricorn is the CEO of the Zodiac. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you listen every week and you want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti. You can join as a star supporter for as little as $5 a month or as a luminary for $25 a month. As a luminary, you'll get access to the Luminary League, which means that you'll get a new moon bonus podcast from me every month and access to the full moon workshop I do with all the luminaries each month. We get together, we talk astrology, we do a guided meditation together, we reflect on the moon cycle, and most importantly, I always leave about a half hour at the end for mini readings for everyone who is live. Now, I can't get to everyone, but I always put new people first. So if you're new to the Luminary League, you'll be certain that I'll get to your chart this coming month. I hope to see you there. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti. I also like to think of Capricorn though, as the elder, the wise man, you know, the Capricorn has that father and grandfather energy. Capricorn and Cancer share the responsibility of holding the lineage because Cancer is the divine mother and Capricorn is the father. And so whatever daddy issues you might have might be coming up now, whatever mommy issues you have might be coming up now. And the other thing overshadowing this whole thing is that we've got Mercury retrograding cancer. So our thoughts are very much filled with emotion and they have been for quite a few weeks already. So we are really in a moment of unpacking or maybe finishing up unpacking a lot of the inherited beliefs, the inherited ideas, the inherited limitations, the inherited drama, trauma that we have from our parents. And this is a really good time to release that. So if you've got some beliefs, if you've got some stuff that you took on from your parents that you don't want to be part of your legacy, then this is the time to really let it go. And so I think that this full moon is really honoring the wisdom of the past while having the courage to create the new future. It's being a lineage holder, but also being a legacy maker. Another interesting piece of this is that Saturn was in Aquarius. You notice that a lot of the civil unrest and a lot of the fight for injustice that we were seeing in the past few months was happening under Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn just recently moved back into Capricorn. So he's at 29 degrees Capricorn. Now, 29 degrees of any sign is where you get the juiciest experience, the most potent experience of that sign. I always say it's like when you get like a really good homemade hot chocolate and you get to the bottom of the hot chocolate and you get all of that yummy chocolate at the bottom and you want to like get the spoon and like scoop it out. That's the 29 degrees of any sign. On the other side of it, zero degrees of any sign is actually like the purest, most undiluted experience of that sign. So they're both very important. We had Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius for the past few months, which means we were seeing that uprising, that fight for equality for all, justice for all. Aquarius is the sign of of humanity, uh, the sign of freedom for all. But now Saturn's back at 29 degrees 
Capricorn. And he's going to go back a few more degrees in Capricorn before he turns around in September and goes direct one last time. And then he won't be back in Capricorn for 30 years because it takes 30 years for Saturn to go around the Zodiac. So this is really the next few months until September. Well, no, in September, he'll turn around in Capricorn and he'll stay in Capricorn until later this year. So I think like November, he might move back into Aquarius. So the next few months are really the time for you to finish up whatever Capricorn business you have. Capricorn is finances. Capricorn is work. Capricorn is corporate culture. It is climbing to the top of the mountain and achieving something big. It really likes to do something well, and it's willing to do the hard work to hike up that rocky terrain. It doesn't necessarily have to take the shortest, fastest route. Aries is very interested in taking the shortest, fastest route. Capricorn is like, I want to take the route that's going to get me there. And if it takes a little bit longer and I have to do things the right way, that's what I'll do. And so Capricorn has a lot of um, staying power. It is our long-term goals. So if you want to really get clear on your long-term goals, this is a great time to do it in the next few months. If there was something that you really wanted in 2018, and now you're finding that you're like, I really wanted that, and I lost sight of it, and I've gotten distracted, and I've been so consumed with survival that I haven't had time to really tend to my dreams, to tend to my goals... The next few months is a good time. You know, we know what we're working with now. We know that luckily Miko is in another country that seems to be handling the pandemic a lot better than us. So she doesn't have to worry about it. But most of us are going to be stuck here in America. We're going to be stuck in our houses for a while. So you know what's up. Don't let the circumstances keep you from focusing your energy on those long-term goals, whatever they are for you personally, and maybe for your community and maybe for your country and maybe for your whole, the whole globe, you know? So those are some of the things that are really interesting about this particular time. The other thing I wanted to mention is that there's a couple things. So one is that we've got Uranus in a very friendly conversation with the moon and the sun. So Uranus is over here. He's the blue guy over here. So Uranus is in Taurus still. He'll be there for about like seven more years. He's been, the outer planets are the planets of transcendence. So Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, those are the planets that help us transcend to the other worlds, other levels, other places in our mind, other places in our spirit. Uranus is the change maker. So Uranus rules Aquarius. He's really interested in the future. He's really interested in shaking things up. I always say that Uranus is an equal opportunity rabble rouser. He likes to create, you know, chaos for good reasons, for bad reasons, for any reasons. He just really likes things to be shaken up all the time. But Uranus is really in a positive conversation because he's sextiling the sun and he's trining the moon, that's those, these blue lines here. So because he's in this nice conversation with this full moon, both the sun and the moon, that means that we are 
on the path to making change for good. This is good change. This is good chaos. This is chaos that we need to shake us out of our old way of doing things. Capricorn is the old way of doing things. I mean, listen, all the signs have high vibrations and low vibrations. The high vibration of Capricorn is that it's wise. It has wisdom. It honors the time. It honors the lineage. It honors doing things well and in the right way, even if it takes a little bit longer. The low vibration of Capricorn is that they can get stuck in their way. They can say, this is the way. It's always been this way. This is the hierarchy. This is who's in charge. We have to respect that. And now we're kind of seeing that that's getting shaken up. And one of the things I talked about a lot at the beginning of this year when Saturn and Pluto came together in the sign of Capricorn, that was in January. Every 36 years, they get together, 34 to 36. But it had been 36 years since they got them together in 1982-83, really in 82. But if you were born 82-83, it's in your chart. So Saturn and Pluto coming together in January, that was a moment of, okay, we've been doing it this way for 36 years. And now we're going to do it a new way. We have a new 36-year cycle. And because it was in Capricorn, Pluto likes to burn things down for the sake of transformation. Saturn likes to create structures and foundations that support us. Capricorn ruled by Saturn, it rules mountains. So you think about the earth. So I always think about like, I live in New York City. This city is built on an island, but it's like, it's really, really solid rock right? So you think about the earth and that's Capricorn. It's that solidity. It's that really solid, like I can plant my feet and grow something here. Roots go deep. So cancer and Capricorn lineage, it's your roots. So when we're talking about that, we're changing something that's been the same way for a really long time. And that's what's going on right now. The other thing that's interesting about this particular chart is that we've got Pluto here at 23 degrees. You know, these guys are all together, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. These guys are the main events of the year. They're together. They're pretty close to one another all year. Jupiter and Pluto are getting together three times this year. Now, normally these two guys, they meet up every 13 years and they usually come together once and then say goodbye and Jupiter keeps moving and Pluto stays pretty still because Pluto moves real slow. He's super far away from us. So these guys, because of Jupiter's retrograde path are meeting up three times this year. And that means that there's something really important in the Capricorn part of your chart for you to inspect this year for you to address. There's something in that part of your chart that needs to be worked through, released, and freshened up and started anew. Pluto is getting very close to... It's in 2023, we're going to have the Pluto return of the United States of America. So this particular eclipse is very interesting because it happened on Independence Day, really. I mean, it was literally just after midnight July 5th, but the eclipse was brewing July 4th, late at night, right? So if you're on the East Coast, it was July 5th, but the rest of America, it's on July 4th. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's an eclipse that's happening on the birthday of the United States in the sign of Capricorn. 
And what's interesting about that is that Pluto is getting ready to have, we're having getting ready for a Pluto return, which is occurring in 2023. And because Pluto moves so slowly, he's already pretty close to that degree where he's at in the USA chart. And that's the reason we're seeing so much upheaval in our society here in our country, because again, Pluto burns things down for the sake of transforming them. I feel like this eclipse is really catapulting us into our Pluto return. I find that with Pluto and Mars, we often feel the aspect or the the event more so in the lead up than in the goodbye, you know? So some aspects you feel more as they're building and some aspects you feel more even more so after they've left, like on the, on the latter side. So this, I feel like we're, we're starting to really, really feel that Pluto return that we're heading into. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.